0: You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville podcast.
1: Real people, real problems,
0: real, real success, success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, ajnashville.com. Here with my loan officer assistant and good friend, Mr. Jeff Perry. Hello all. Hello all, he says. He was asking about something called ether tall that was in his drink earlier. We're not sure what it is, but I tried to assure him that whatever it is he's drinking, the factory didn't try to put a date rape drug in there for him, so he should be in good shape. (laughs) I've also got my good friend, buddy, um, business partner, Mr. Eduardo Aguirre. (laughs) I've got him here as well. Um, This podcast, we're going to focus on something that seems to trouble quite a few different people in this industry. And that's when you have the mentality where you want to help people, but yet you have a introverted personality. Um, believe it or not, there's quite a few people in this industry that have this and they eventually either A, come out of their shell or B, they just remain in it. And sometimes their sales and their profitability suffers from it. Mm-hmm. So Eduardo, when I first met you, you were very introverted. Um we met at Mellow Mushroom. It was yeah. our second date. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we met at Mellow Mushroom, and you were very introverted. And you acknowledged that it, this wasn't something you wanted to do forever. But now, two to three years later, you're very outgoing. And, and you said earlier that you suffer still from a portion of that. I don't see it, but yeah. I'm not around you all the time to see it. So tell me, you know, that's a you went through a transition. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we're going to have to start, like, a little bit behind that, or a little okay. bit before that, I guess I should say. And, by the way, thank you for having me. I'm, like, so excited. Absolutely. Always excited to be here with you. I learned so much from you, and, like, realistically, people, I have paid to get, you know, the tough stuff you teach mm-hmm. from other sources. So, right. thanks so much. It's, Absolutely. It means so much. It's always a pleasure. But let me paint a picture for you, okay? So... Okay, like really far back. My parents, they're from Mexico. Um, They didn't finish what equivalent here would be middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and they had their struggles. And luckily, thankfully, or for whatever reason, they made it here to the States. We live in Franklin. Um, They work hard. And they showed me to a lot of things that a lot of people aren't aware of. For example, they clean houses. I clean houses with them. And... uh, you know, I remember getting up and going and cleaning a house and seeing they clean now, thankfully, like I said, we're skipping a whole lot of stuff, but they made it to where they clean uh, luxury homes, million dollar homes and up. Right. You know? And they have a they have a good business, you know, not nothing too big. But the point I'm trying to make is you had a teenager that has never been around anything or anybody that they can look up to, the only person I could look up to at those points or those times were the people that, whose houses I were cleaning. And I would sit here and think, I remember because I had a girlfriend at the time, and um, she had kind of a similar backstory with me except without that um, the that view, that, um, that opportunity to see that people out there in the world had Million dollar properties And uh, it's funny now Because I remember telling her She wanted to quit school You know, just typical Hispanic stuff That, you know, I wanted to quit school And go to work and do something Construction And make more than $15 an hour And I'd be rich, you know I'd be sad Right um, So I remember And one time she would come and help Clean houses Because that's what you do as a Hispanic You know, young You come, you work That's mm-hmm. what you learn that's, that's all you know That's all my parents did um, her situation, that's all she knew as well. And
0: Sounds let me like, let me say something mm-hmm. real quick, not to interrupt you. Yeah. You have to realize that at a certain age, $15 an hour becomes a relative thing. Because if you're making, say, $7 an hour and you see people being successful and you're in these million-dollar homes and they know, you know that they make more than what you currently make or the people around you may make, $15 an hour oh, does God, become dude. a lot. It's just like it, myself... My good friend Johnny Fowler and Greg Peckman, we were all out in Johnson City, and we were looking around, and there's these huge homes out there with these cross-hatched front yards and everything else, beautiful homes. And I'm like, man, I, I wish one day that people would drive by my house and look at it and say, man, that's an awesome house. I wish I could live there one day. And Greg turned around and made a very valid point. This goes back to your $15 an hour. He said... I guarantee there are people that drive past your home and think that exact same thing. It's all relative because people that may not have what you have see it and envy it to a degree. Yes. And now we look at 15 bucks an hour, and that doesn't seem as much as it may have years ago. So that's why I wanted to go back and touch on that because people that are listening may think 15 bucks an hour, that's not much. Mm-hmm. But it's very relative to where you're at in life. And
1: that's what I was saying. I, was right. like, I, I wanted to make it there. I remember mm-hmm. my uncle was... Um, making, like, $12 an hour, and I was like, oh, my God, he's got a car, you right. know, he can go out with Balling. his buddies, yeah, like, he's <laughs> he's doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's all based on what you know. Right. Or what you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I had no idea. I mean, in my mind, I guess I imagine these people just worked for more than $15 an hour in old million-dollar homes. Right. You know, now we know as we get older and we analyze, you know, there's more to it, you know, business owners, and it's not just... Hourly, but that's the mindset I was in. Correct, right. Um, so I totally got off track. Sorry, I forgot where I was going with this. But um, so I got lucky enough to view that. Mm-hmm. And I, but I didn't know, there was nothing, no guidance. I mean, education wise, my parents weren't there. Um, other than work ethic, that's I was lacking everything else. Right. I, I knew how to work. Right. Um, I understood the meaning of money, so to speak. You know, the more you have, the better off you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I w- decided to go to college because I was like, well, Everybody maybe that's, else how yeah, like, yeah. that's how they do it. That's how they got their million dollars because you walk into their office and they either have a degree or something. I don't know. Right. I never even read it. Um, but I was just always intrigued by that. But it's just so hard when you don't know anything. You literally are walking blindfolded if you have nobody to tell you, hey, maybe you should Go to college. You know, whether or not you're into the college mindset or not, whatever. Maybe you should start a business. Maybe you should, you know, people are just scared. And people don't know, they can do it for one reason or another. Um, I
0: I think there's a mindset or a stigma out there that if you want to be successful, and this falls back to our parents as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to be successful, you have to go to college. That's what doctors do. That's what lawyers do. And the fact of the matter is they need to make a diploma. Or what looks like a diploma that says, university, of have hustled my ass off. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is, a lot of people that are extremely successful didn't go the typical route where they acquire $150,000 in student loan debt, go to college, get out, get a regular $40,000 a year job and work their way up the mm-hmm. corporate ladder. Now they're 50 years old making $150,000 a year. Because let's face it, statistically, that's the American story they went and they found different ways to do it. And your people in the million-dollar homes, yes, some of them are probably doctors, lawyers, things like that, yeah. because those people are very successful in their own right. But there's also a ton there's of people more that to it. Yeah, exactly. There's more to exactly. it.
1: But, um, you know, back, like I'm trying to paint a picture where you don't know anything. Right. I mean, that's the only thing you probably see. I mean, it's very popular. People see that and say they should go to college, whatever. So I went and did that, and i um, Meanwhile, I was working in the mornings. I clean houses. I got a job in the afternoons uh, making pizzas or washing dishes. and Just, you know, a restaurant, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and I did that, and I went to college, and I got up in the morning, went to clean houses, went to school, went back and finished my day and go to um, wash dishes again at night, close up, wake up the next morning, early in the morning. So same thing. So I was like, well, you know, in in... In a sense, I felt like I was working towards something. I just didn't know what. Right. Um, and you know, I, I didn't like talking to people. I I didn't like. I was just doing my thing, but I didn't know where I was going. Um, your job
0: didn't require you to talk to people. No,
1: I. I mean, so you I mean, stay
0: very yeah. inside. I mean, and in some cases, and correct me if I'm wrong. You know better than I do. But there's some instances where, if there are people at the home you're cleaning, you're not supposed to talk to them. You're just yeah, supposed, you're supposed to, do to your like, thing.
1: keep your head down and clean and. You know, do you need anything else type deal?
0: Right, right.
1: Um, but I don't know. I don't know exactly how or what shifted. I just remember thinking, this isn't it. Did I ever tell you that how I quit, Mother Mushroom?
0: No, but you did tell me how you found the opportunity that you're in now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let's just start with how I quit. Okay.
0: <laughs> this ought to be good. Did you write like a, a no. fucking email?
1: Okay. <laughs> so I, I graduated from college, and uh, I... I went back to work the next day mm-hmm. and you know, did the same thing and I'm sitting here thinking like, This can't be it. Like right. people promise. and take in mind I'm not I went to community school, got an associates. I didn't get a bachelor's master's nothing of that. I got an associate's degree. As we know, you know, it's not I'm not a doctor. I just went right. for two years. Right. Um, but I was like, what what could I do? Like I, people promised me that if I, I got myself an education <laughs> I would get so <laughs> a, some still washing dishes. And I went to my boss, and I was like, she's really cool, by the way. Everybody hated her. <laughs> but I like her. I like people that are straight. You like her now, but yeah. she wasn't no, I her as man. a boss. I like I like people that are mean. I, I don't care. I, I like you. Right. <laughs> like I, I like <laughs> I like You know, I like people that are straightforward. Right. Anyway, so I went in there, and I was pretty cool with her. And I said, hey, I want to quit. <laughs> and she said, why? I was like, well, I'm not making enough money. And at this point, I was making $10 an hour. hmm And then, so she's like, "Well, why why do you need more money?" I was like, "I don't know because I want more money." Like I said, no guidance whatsoever. It just something in the back of my head was telling me that there's more, more, (laughs) you know. And um, she said, "Okay, well, we'll give you more hours." I was like, "No, well, we'll give her more pay and more hours." So I was like. Okay, so I, I stayed. Like the first week, I, the first time I quit, I got I went back home with more hours. And, you know. So I was like, you know, I, same thing. It triggered my. You know, you're happy for a minute. You know, you, yeah. You got an upgrade of your life, regardless of where you are in life. If you get an upgrade, whether it's monetarily or whatever, great. You feel yep. great. I mean, it's amazing. You did something, but like, no bullshit in a week. Like a week went by. That's it. A week, mm-hmm. and I went back to the office. And I was like, I'm gonna quit. And she said, We just went through this. You know, I can't you give me more money. <laughs> and the reason why I guess I didn't want the money. That's kind of when I started realizing. What right. about the money? Is just I want to be something.
0: Yeah, it, it falls back into so the money doesn't provide happiness. Yeah. In this, now, this isn't the way that most people interpret it or say it. That money doesn't get you happiness. But in your situation, you weren't I were after seeking, the money. I you just, were after the opportunities was, that lie ahead.
1: And like I said, I, I, it's kind of hard to say it now. And it's even harder to think about it back then. Like, I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew it wasn't that. Right. So I quit. And she said, and I remember this specifically. And I can quote her. And I want to call her sometime. Make, have we come to a podcast share like this? Share this.
0: Share this with her.
1: <laughs> and I was like... I'm gonna quit," she said. "Why?" I was like, "I'm not gonna be rich here." And no she point. said, "How are you gonna be rich if you don't work?" And it like it's like a, you gotta think, you gotta picture. Like I was like maybe 21 years old, right? And it's like, well, I really don't know, but it's not this. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, I get it." You know, I guess I don't know that she got it. Maybe you know, maybe in her time, she's already experienced her. Experiences her life, right. and she's at the point where she's happy. You know, she she's a general manager, making decent money. You know,
0: yeah, you and know, that's good, good for her. I that's mean, okay for people. You know, I and mean, that's the thing. Not everybody's <clears> meant to go out on this adventure.
1: And and I, I think the biggest thing to catch here is like, it's you're an introvert. You have no guidance. You, that's a picture I'm trying to paint. Like you have no idea. You just know there's something else.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, and I I quit. I, I left, and I was unemployed for a long time. And then we got on to, I told you how I found my job through Craigslist. <laughs> You're because, just on Craigslist classified. I mean, you got to gotta like, think, this person that doesn't have a Facebook page, doesn't use email. Like, right. the only thing I knew is Craigslist because I've bought Backpage. and sold cars back <laughs> So sad that's gone.
0: <laughs> Is it gone? <laughs> I didn't know that. My account hasn't closed. Right. I haven't got notification on that yet. I still get the pop ups. Enjoy midget strippers. Half oh price. <laughs> half the person, half the cost.
1: So what I did after that, you know, we'll fast forward a little, I went to what everybody I feel like should go through in their life and probably has. Went to mm. one of those MLM oh, God. seminars.
0: <laughs> right, get rich today yeah. for ninety nine,
1: ninety nine, ninety nine. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, they told me about this awesome product, which we're not going to go into. It doesn't matter. Right. But I was excited. They then gave me the first book I've ever officially felt like I've read for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's Think uh, Thinking, Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yep. Yep. And uh, I, I, like I'm very thankful I went to those yeah. because that, they kind of teach you to get out of your seminar. I mean, out your of your mindset, your shell. And, your shell and um, if anyone is starting off, go there. Why mm-hmm. not? You know, it teaches you to be out. But I didn't really learn anything. I didn't go into it. I just learned. You know, read the book, and it helped me personally. Right. And then in, I was working in my real estate. And I ran into you at some point and I started like stalking you and <laughs> <laughs> like I remember it took That's me where those tacos <laughs> on my porch <boards> came from. <laughs> I like you know, I started wanting to associate with you. Right. Um but it, it's it's just been such a slow process mm-hmm. and now I'm more used to talking to people. But right. I used to be scared. Dude, the first time I went to a show house mm-hmm. through Zillow Lead. Right. I had, I called up with my friend, one of my lady friends. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go see this, this house. And she's like, do you want me to come with you? I'm
0: like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was scary. Like, it's two people standing around like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, like, I didn't know what to do. Right. And It's a scary feeling, though. You're in a house, people you've never met face to face, in a house that you probably have never been in, and and you have to go out there and paint a picture of somebody's dream. And then you have to well, close see, then them.
1: Then you don't even know that stuff. Like, right. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about selling. I didn't know anything about talking to people. Now, like, I've right. read books and I've gone through coaching and you told me how to deal with people. You love objections. I didn't know the word objection to no bullshit about two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't know the very basic things that people know on this in this field. Right. Like, the very basics. Like, when did you learn about... What an objection was.
0: And, I was like six
1: you
0: know, <laughs> months old. <laughs> I was like, give me some tea. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. you have got to get off this. Let me no.
1: work out a deal for you. <laughs>
0: right. I'll tell you what, I'll give you my pamper. <laughs> give you <some> milk. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, that's understandable. But the thing is, I see with you, and, and this may be jumping ahead a little bit, and, and we're running a little yeah, no, that's slim fine. on time, but the thing I see with you is you sell with your heart. Yes, you have objections. Yes, you know how to overcome them, but you are a genuine salesperson. And what I mean by that is you genuinely look out for the best interest of every person Mm -hmm. that you work with. doesn't matter if it's a $50,000 home or a $500,000 home. You treat both Mm -hmm. people the same. And that's what makes you different. And I think that's what's opened up your door is you're not selling from being, you're not a sleazy salesperson. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say sleazy car salesman because car salesmen always get a bad rap. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. not a sleazy salesperson. You sell from a genuine place. And when you do that, it becomes much easier to be real, mm-hmm. much like Jeff. Jeff is, Jeff is the person in between you and I. He is the person that isn't as like, boom, here I am, check me out, running yeah. through the walls like I am. But he's also not the person that takes things a little bit slower and kind of focuses. He can do both mm-hmm. things. And I've seen Jeff grow. I make Jeff make some pretty fucking difficult calls. <laughs> he's got to get on the phone to talk to Wasp helpful. Nest. Yeah, that it helps. is. It helps him grow. He's a great salesperson. Mm-hmm. But more than that, he's much like you are. He's compat- He's passionate about what it is he does. And so that rubs off, and mm-hmm. the clients see that, and they feel good about it. You know, mm-hmm. that's why clients aren't doing business with just computers. They need people mm-hmm. like you that know what they want, show them mm-hmm. compassion, and people like me that tell them what they need.
1: Well, what, one of the things, and this is for your podcast, for what mm-hmm. the, the purpose of this, um, throughout all, through beginning from, I don't want to say nothing, because you don't start with nothing, but right. <laughs> really, pretty set back. Bare minimum. Um, and, and the basics. Yeah. You know, I've learned to... I've learned that I have to learn, if that makes sense. Right. I have to look for the answers, and through that, you know, at first I kind of wanted to be like, "Oh my God, why am I not like, like outspoken and speak my mind, like like Alex, you know, like loud?" I I just not me, you know, I just <laughs> right. it's not me. It's
0: not in your so, personality.
1: So uh, you know, what I did is start <laughs> going through coaching, and it, at the end of the day, what I figured out and what's helped me out basically is, you know, you just got to embrace. The type of person you are, Mm -hmm. and it's what I do. I mean, I like to help people, and um, I just figured out a way to do it where I do it my way. Yes, and I think that's—I forgot how we started exactly, but that's the gist of what we were trying to do. It's just—it's a progress, a process. Um, So, um, I think, like first year, income-wise, is like. Not even a quarter of my second year. Right. Which now, like, my second year's worth of... I'm there in the first quarter.
0: So is it better than your rate? <laughs> I, I knew be- that was going to get a laugh. <laughs> I get
1: bet- I get more than $15 an hour now. So right. I'm, I made it, and I'm just kidding. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I think i, I realized that, you know, it's, it's not about the money. And I was having this conversation with my wife. It's like, I don't want the money. I just want the next step next achievement right that's all
0: i want now and big shout out to claudia by the way she just recently got her master's degree she got her
1: master's degree that's, that's awesome so
0: congratulations I'm, I'm sure you're a proud husband obviously so,
1: so proud of her
0: and i can <laughs> tell you're a closer because your wife is gorgeous you on the other hand <laughs> i'm just teasing <laughs> no i tell no. her it all
1: the time i tell her all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly those big strokes <laughs> no but but that's the thing you know the, the biggest thing i think people should take from this is you have to know there's more. <laughs> you know, you're basically, you know when you're a kid and you're looking out the window and you see everything and you, and you start gathering those thoughts. And you know there's something else other than the white picket fence and the farmhouse that you've always been told is the dream home.
1: There is, there is, there is something out there.
0: Right. It's, a, it's hard work, dedication, motivation, and getting out of your comfort zone to get there because that's what you had to do. Now, let me ask you this. Tell me one book. If you could re- recommend one book to any person that truly helped you, what would that book be?
1: I want to say Thinking Grow was the very first one. There's um, some other great books, but that one's the one I would probably recommend as the first one. And it's one of the very basics. Everyone knows it now. Now right. that I know, like I've jumped... Theory. everyone's read it. Everyone knows it. But you're talking to the
0: guy at McDonald's, he's like, Yeah, bro, I read that book. No, I'll no, see no, that with, with the news circle. <laughs> <Right>. the <boys. laughs> and and you find that. I think you truly find that. And and that's the thing with all of us. You know, we're always happy to see each other. We always have a good time. We always grow. Whether it's me growing from you, vice versa, or Jeff growing from one of us, or me picking on Jeff and you saying, Don't pick on Jeff anymore, Jeff picking on me. See, most of you guys that are listening <laughs> to this, you don't realize Jeff gives me just as much shit as I give him. But he's a closet shit giver, <laughs> not taker. But So you guys don't see that. Everyone's like, oh, poor Jeff. Jeff's an asshole. <laughs> you know, you know um, and, and the thing is, too, like exactly what Eduardo said, so most people don't know my story, and I'm not going to go into it right this moment. But the beginning of my sales career started after working in a motorcycle dealership making 8 $9 an hour in California. And same, same thing. It's like making $2 an hour in Tennessee. <laughs> well, the same thing, though, uh, occurred. You know, I, I would always see these people coming in, buying these motorcycles, and I was making barely just enough to put gas in my Civic and pay my apartment. But at the same point in time, um, you know, it, you look out the window and you go, there's something more, and this just isn't it. What do I do next? And without an education and without direction, it's a difficult thing to try and find that. It is. It is. And I'm, I'm blessed and I'm thankful to have you guys as part of my circle. The big thing is, is like you said, I'm the loud guy running rampant everywhere, but you guys help me slow down and recognize and kind of get things. I think we're all great business partners, but most of all, we're great friends. We've had this discussion a million times. You could stop doing business today and you and I will become and be the same friends that we are today that will be tomorrow and in years to come, hopefully. Um, Jeff, same way. I've known you for, what, six, seven years now? Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, dude, you're like a, a little brother that's older than me and not <laughs> as attractive and half my size. But, um, you know. Typical. It's, yeah, it's it's all in good times. So, But anyways, we're going to cut this short. I know that, that those of you listening, you have things that you need to do. Now, if you do know somebody that maybe falls in this category, um, do me a favor, share this with them. Like this podcast, help us reach out to other people that may be experiencing the same things that we just discussed today. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at six and Fridays at five. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe. Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me slash future. That's hbs.me slash future.